Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You got a lot to get to this hour. First and foremost, your calls on this. And I would imagine we will be lit up on the call screen all week long, maybe even the next couple of weeks, to just talk about this and work through it and try to explain what happened. Although I think the explanation is just blew it. The guy's on the field. Unacceptable. Nothing's going to change the result. No lawsuit or city proclamation or or billboard or Article 17. I've said it. And I think the people, uh, you know, nationally or elsewhere say, well, that's just petty Saints fans. That's not going to do anything. Well, you know, I mean, they, they're kind of right. It is petty and it's not going to do anything. Again, First Amendment rights, you go do you. You do whatever that you want to do to voice your frustration about this, to show your frustration. I'm not going to trample on your First Amendment rights, but my First Amendment rights mean I can tell you how I feel, and I just think it makes the fan base look petty. But now, boycotts, that works. You're going to hit the NFL where it works hard, uh, where it uh, matters most, I should say. And that's going to work well. They see declining television ratings here. Yeah, their advertisers aren't going to be happy. The league's not going to be happy. Throw a parade. It's Mardi Gras season. Throw a party. Crew to Tot and Davout, they're going to have the field day with this. But the lawsuits, going through the court system, the, the proclamations, yeah, I don't. Even billboards, I guess, are okay. I mean, that's. And come on here, though. Some of this stuff is just beyond the pale for me. Here's a text from uh, the 337. Seth, I think you don't understand or empathize because you don't have to pay for season tickets. You get in the dome free. We season, uh, season ticket holders get ripped off for an entire season. The lawsuit is absolutely appropriate. It's not petty. Everything this year built up to the NFC Championship and was decided by incompetent and possibly corrupt employees of the league. They breached contract as a result and stole our money and time and investment. I mean, I mean really, that's, that's where you're going with this? You're going to say that because of a blown call? Yes, worst call in league history. You're going to say that they breached the contract? And you're owed money because of this? I just want you to, to think about what you're saying there. Step back from that text, because I know you're still listening to me, and think about this. If that lawsuit was supposedly in this hypothetical world going to be successful, because reality check, it's not. But in your world, if it's successful, then I guess if you pay to get into a high school game and a referee blows a call there, you should have legal recourse? If a, an NFL official blows a holding call and the fans don't like it in the stadium, there's legal recourse? Get out of here. And you do you. I'm going to do me. <laughs> and I, I'm not going to be have my name anywhere near that. I think you lose credibility when you do something like that. Somebody probably involved, a texter from the 504 has used one, two, three, four curse words at me in different texts. 
about this, about the lawsuit. I would imagine maybe they're involved in the lawsuit and they don't want me talking about it. Well, sorry, I am. All right, back to the phone calls we go. We'll go to Steve in Homa. Welcome into the show, Steve. Steve. All right, Steve, we're going to put you on hold. You're listening to the radio. we got to get you on air. Let's go to Steve in Gretna. Steve in Gretna, welcome in. Hey, how you doing, Seth? Hey, good. What's up? It's a tough one, but I'm coming. I'm I'm, I'm getting some clarity here. Sure. I got two points if uh, if you've got the time. Yeah. First of all, we shouldn't have to win a football game twice. Am I right? <laughs> Absolutely right. Yeah. We we won the first time around. We're playing quality teams. The Rams they're a they're a quality club. We beat them one time. You don't have to beat them twice. Well, now, well, wait, I guess maybe I misunderstood what you were saying there. I thought you meant that they would have won in regulation if the call was right. Yeah, I don't think they should. They, they should have, if you're talking about right, they beat them in the regular season, well, no, that's just sports. you got to play this no, team again. No, no, no. I'm saying we beat them in, uh, in this game. Right, okay. Know. All right, I'm with you. Yeah, I'm, was, I'm, was, I'm on board. Yep. For all the, all the people saying, well, you know, we, we didn't come back, we didn't uh, respond, you know, we beat them the first time, and it's hard enough to do that one time, right? Mm-hmm. Another thing, I got a bit of a hyperbole here, if you will. Okay. I almost, I almost feel like you see a guy walk in a crowd with a gun. He puts the gun up to a guy's head, shoots him dead. The man crumples to the ground, and the guy looks up and he says, "Hey, what are you going to do? You can't touch me." That's the way I feel the NFL is treating us right now. Well, I mean, that's an extreme example, Steve. I, yeah, I'll leave that one there. I don't know if I feel like that. I mean, that's – I will say I'm upset, though. Again, anybody listening, by the way, and I really mean this, anybody who thinks I'm not accept- <laughs> upset about this or something, read what I've wrote and my tweets and my social media. I'm at a 10 out of 10 here on the anger meter. I would say outside of Bobby Bear and maybe former players for the Saints – I am as scathing mad about this as anybody in local media. So just because I disagree with you on on billboards or lawsuits or anything like that, uh, and don't confuse. I am. I've been seeing red for seventy two hours now. All right, let's try Stephen Homa again. Steve, uh, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, what's up, man? Hey, yeah, listen, I'll call, and uh, I just want to let you know, man. I hope you follow up on that call and the one yeah, the land, the radio station. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, and let me see that. I'll, I'll let you finish, Steve. And you know what? I was going to bring this up, and thanks for reminding me here. We, we got a, a caller, and I saw one texter say that the uh, Atlanta radio host, Mike Bell, uh, said uh, something about Steve Gleason and, and the fans. Uh, Saints had their Steve Gleason moment. We're trying to verify that. I don't want to spread fake news. We haven't found right. that he said that yet. If you heard him say that or you know where he said that, just text me at 870 yeah. or call Tim and tell us, and we'll try to find it because we can check the podcast here. But we haven't no, found that I yet, did. Steve. Uh, go ahead. Uh, but listen, uh, on ESPN today on Fordham, um, on that show, uh, what is it, Fordham or Fordham or something like that, mm-hmm. um, they had a, um, a response today about the Rams and the Saints. And usually you don't hear those two guys agree too much on anything. But today <laughs> no, they, they don't. agreed. Yeah. Today they agreed that the wrong team is in the Super Bowl. Oh man! Well, these they agree. I mean, they, they can actually see. It. They can they can admit reality here, Steve. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the thing. They got to admit exactly. reality. But they followed up with Dan Fell and Roger Goodell 
are very arrogant. They're making a very big mistake right now. They're not coming out and apologizing because what's going to happen is it's going to hit them for the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, that's the thing, Steve, 100%. I, I, I could not agree with you and anybody who says that more. After the atrocious no-call, the biggest mistake that anybody's made outside of that is the league offices not saying anything three days after this. There's no statement by Goodell. There's no statement by Riveron. There's not even a sheet of paper with the NFL insignia on it that said, okay, we made a mistake here. Here's what happened. It should have been called. Admit your mistake. It's obvious. It's not going to fix anything, but it would be at least a good first step at trying to close some of the wounds here. I don't know what in the world is going on in the league offices. Get it together up there. And uh, uh, just being honest here, it's, it's cowardly to me. It's absolutely cowardly that nobody in, in those offices are admitting their mistake. Let's go to Kurt in Omaha. Welcome to the show, Kurt. Hey. Oh, man. <laughs> It's a rough, rough, rough three days. Yeah, very rough uh, three days, uh, Kurt. And it's going to be pretty rough until probably they kick it off in preseason next year. <laughs> I, I never thought I would feel as worse as I did last year with the Minnesota game. And then Texas A&M with seven overtimes with LSU. <laughs> uh, it's been a rough year for, for Louisiana sports. Oh, for officiating down here, Kurt, no doubt. Yeah, well, and, and I want to get to that. One thing, I lived in Louisiana for my whole life. I came up here because of work, but I still, <laughs> you know, I still follow my sports. But uh, I just, I just don't get it. I, I've, I've been a referee for for almost ten years now, and I've done major playoff games, and and you know, it, granted, it's high school, but you know, every call matters, especially in the playoffs. I mean, you got to get that right. I, I don't understand how you got a side judge, a linesman, and they're both looking at the play and they don't throw it. Mm-hmm. In an in a, in a NFL era where you can't even look at the receiver the wrong way, it's a PI, and you're trying to get that hit out of the game. And you still don't throw the flag. Yeah, it was a point. It was a point of emphasis, Kurt, all season long. And, and I, it, it, to be just completely honest here, that was less egregious for me. Still should have been a flag. Dean Blandino and Pereira and McCauley and all the NFL officiating analysts on the various networks all said should have been a penalty. I agree, should have been a penalty. Not nearly as egregious as the pass interference call that was just flat blown and missed. A lot of people, not a lot of people, there's two texters, actually. The vast majority of texters are agreeing uh, with everything you're saying on the phone calls and everything I'm saying here. A couple of people just extremely mad texting over and over again and saying it's not petty when you file a lawsuit and that I'm somehow discrediting the heart. The text here says, and we just just refresh, uh, where did it go? Uh, th- uh, basically, they were saying, uh, you don't understand the hardworking people of New Orleans. You're discounting the, the, their paychecks that they used to get in the Dome, and they deserve financial recourse on this. First of all, I don't even understand the first analogy. I don't understand the hardworking people in New Orleans because I have a different opinion on a sports take. Like, that's just, it is across the line. Secondly, 
again, I firmly believe that. Again, my anger scale, my upsetness, it's a 10 out of 10 here. I'm with you here. We're kind of taking shots, you know, inside the family, inside the Saints family here when we're going at each other like this. But let's be honest here. It's, it's, do you think that these lawsuits are going anywhere? If you think the answer to that is yes, then I can't help you because it's not. Secondly, do you really want these lawsuits to go anywhere? Do you all of a sudden want every sports game, every officiating call, now be subjected to the jurisdictions of the court system? Come on. Now, uh, let me say this. If in some world, and I don't think this is going to happen, but if they, they have an investigation and they find out that the game was fixed and rigged, again, I don't think this happened. I've said before, that's not what I believe, but if in some you know, instance, in some distant reality down in the future, they find out, yeah, uh, you know, the officials had it in for the Saints in the game, yeah, absolutely, there should be all sorts of lawsuits. Well, that's different than just a missed call, even the, the biggest missed call in the history of, of any football anywhere. 504-260-1870, text line is 870-870. And again, if you heard Mike Bell in Atlanta say something and you know when he said it, let us know. 870-870 is the text line. Um, I, we just had one report of it and, and nothing verified yet. Seth Dunlap here. It's the last lap on WWL. Text from the 504, Seth, at the very least, don't you think a cash refund for the NFC Championship game ticket purchases is in order? I, I mean... I mean, I don't even know. It, it's I, I don't know how to answer that because I know it's not happening. I can see your point here. I can see your anger and frustration. I'm not discounting your thoughts there. I just know that it's not going to happen, so I don't really know how to answer that question. Yeah, text from the 504. I got a lot of people saying uh, Bell was suspended for his 2015 comments on Gleason. Yeah, I know all that. We had a caller and then one other texter saying uh, Mike Bell said something today. We're trying to verify that. But, again, I don't want to pile on Mike Bell, a radio host in Atlanta, with you know anything that's fake news here. I haven't found anything. They, you know, they're allowed to celebrate over there if they want, I, I guess. You know, let them do them. I don't know why they're celebrating a terrible call. That's a little different than celebrating last year. You know, the Saints making their own mistake. That's different when the Saints make their own mistake and Marcus Williams falls down and Stephon Diggs is running into the end zone. That certainly seems a whole lot different than the NFL and their officials, you know, ripping a Super Bowl away from this city. Back to the phone lines. Lee in Shreveport. You're first up here, Lee. Hey, yeah, I was thinking of a possible remedy the NFL could do for the city of New Orleans by uh, bumping up the Super Bowl uh, from Tampa. Because Tampa plays and is going to have the Super Bowl in 2021. In 2020, it's going to be in South Florida. And the game was moved to Tampa because the L.A. stadium construction won't be finished. So why not give that to New Orleans? It's kind of here. No, you're hearing it. Wait, so you're hearing that it's not going to be finished in time? I know that the construction's delayed. You're saying that you've seen it's not going to be finished in time for their Super Bowl? Uh, I'm reading an article online. Let me see what the date is from it. On Sporting News, mm-hmm. it's the future Super Bowl location host cities for 2019 and beyond. I don't see a date. Well, it was February 1st, 2018. It said that the. Atlanta, obviously, this year. Then the next year is South Florida. And then the year after that, Tampa Bay, it was voted to move 
move it from yeah. L.A. to Tampa Bay mm-hmm. because they said they, uh, there'd been rain delays in the Los Angeles area and the stadium wouldn't be ready in time. For, uh, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, well, I, actually, Lee, I've had a lot of texters ask the same thing. Hey, will they award New Orleans an extra Super Bowl? Or um, I think one other person saying move it up. Remember, they, they just were awarded a Super Bowl. They're not going to give them. I, I'm just telling you what's going to happen here. I'm not. I'm not saying that I think they should or shouldn't do this. I feel like part of my job is for people who maybe are unsure if something can happen or can't happen well i'm going to tell you that's not happening that might be a bummer to hear but they're not going to award new orleans a super bowl or move a super bowl up because of what happened here is a uh, text from the 985 dunlop uh well it's dunlap but thanks for listening uh dunlop if you can admit that the missed call was intentional. You must be from Los Angeles. Uh, okay. I guess in your theory here that this is a top-down conspiracy by the NFL? Maybe a little more credence if you say those two guys were conspiring against the Saints, but I don't believe that either. Like I, I'd have a hard time believing that there's some big conspiracy here inside the NFL to make sure the Rams were the beneficiaries of officiating in that game. You know, I mean, remember, they missed on the previous drive. We haven't talked about this. It's true. I'm not equating it. I'm not saying it's equitable to what happened to the Saints at all. It's not. It's not even in the same zip code. But the officials missed a face mask call on Jared Goff on the previous drive that, if called, would have given them a first and goal. Inside the two-yard line, I believe. They would have had four shots from the two to pound it in, probably would have, and then would have taken a lead on the previous drive. So if they were in cahoots here, if the officials were with L.A., don't you think they would have called that? Again, I'm not equating it. Not It's not even close to what happened to the Saints. I'm just saying, well, it's not like the Rams were getting every break in that game. I don't think they were. I did think there were a few odd calls in that game outside of the one uh, that at the end. I thought the... Holding call on Teron Armstead was a bad call. I thought Ted Ginn was interfered with on a third down play earlier in the game that they didn't call. Drew Brees was hit in the head on his interception in overtime. It wasn't called. But I'm I'm just I'm not a conspiracy guy. You you gotta show me the proof. You gotta show me the proof here. All right, 504-260-1870, text is 870-870. Lots of calls to get to here. We're going to move Nick Underhill back to either in the 10 o'clock hour or tomorrow, and we'll talk to him then. Welcome back to the show. Boy, the text line is absolutely on fire at 870-870. Keep them coming. You can also hit me up on Twitter, at Seth Dunlap, if you haven't followed me there. Uh, I continue to the discussion basically all day long again at Seth Dunlap. Here's a text from the 985. Seth, tell the listeners the NFL will do nothing for New Orleans, including make any statements why they just want the issue to die. Well, they do want the issue to die. It's not going to die. That's where your voice becomes powerful. We're not going to let it die. I won't. We're talking about this for a long time. Text from the 916. Frivolous lawsuit. 
NFL has an entire building of lawyers who will get that tossed in a heartbeat. That's from John in Mandeville. I Look, I agree with that text. It is a frivolous lawsuit. I kind of rolled my eyes when I saw it happening. That is my, my opinion. My opinion only. Doesn't uh, represent what I need to do the whole legal spiel. Doesn't represent uh, the opinions of everybody here at WWL. No, I, it's just my opinion. I think it's a frivolous lawsuit. I think it's petty. Like there's better ways to voice and show your frustration here. Back to the phone lines, Carl in Bywater. Thanks for holding on, Carl. Hey, Seth. How you doing, man? I'm okay, Carl. Working through it. Yeah. Hey, well, uh, first of all, I want to say thank you because you kind of um, walk uh, talking off the ledge about the uh, play calling at the end. And um, you're right. Um, it, 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 that's not really what's important. What's important was the bullshit call. And what I really wanted to say tonight, though, was all these lawsuits and all this nonsense, there is one way that Saints fans can do something about this, and that is literally not turn on the TV to the game. I was in uh, uh, television advertising for years, and uh, even on Super Bowls, when the Saints weren't in the Super Bowl, the New Orleans market had some of the highest market share ratings uh, across the country. And if we're going to make a statement, the statement is to say, I'm not going to watch that game. So just turn the game off. I mean, if you even if you have your TV on, don't have it on. I mean, the, uh, the Nielsen um, uh, 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 folks that are Nielsen rating people, yeah, they're, they're a small percentage, but nobody turn the TV on, don't watch the game, and, and tell the NFL, fuck you. I mean, I'm, okay, I'm, Carl. Jeez. I mean, what? We dumped you once because I thought it was a slip, and I guess that was, uh, that was my fault there. All right, we'll move on from that. Uh, here's a text from the 504. The lawsuit that was filed by the attorneys is just a platform for themselves to show off. That's it. Here's a text from the 303. So the refs missed a glancing swipe on Goff's face mac equals your lying eyes in the final two minutes. Bleep. Don't know what to say. I'm not a. I don't know, Tim. Can, what did I just say when I said this about Jared Goff? Like I spent a whole thirty seconds saying I'm not equating the two. Did I not say I'm not equating the two calls? They're not even in the same zip code. Tim, come in here. Did I? Did I or did not not say that? Am I just having some kind of seizure here? Did I miss the last ten minutes of the show, or did I say that like for thirty seconds before I went into this? I was taking a call, so I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> Maybe I did. I'm telling you, whoever this texter from the 303 is, open your ears. I preluded everything I said about the officiating, saying the missed call on the goth face mask aren't even in the same zip code as what happened to the Saints. I'm not equating it like you're saying here in this text. You got me fired up here, people. I'm going to take shots at me. I don't know why you're getting mad at me. I'm on your side here. Start saying, you know, my lying eyes or whatever. Come on. Get out of here with this. All right, Brad and Slidell, you're up. Hey, Seth. Appreciate the opportunity to come on your show. Before I get to the two points I'd like to make, Seth, I just want to congratulate you on bringing a, uh, how do I say it, a breath of fresh air to local sports talk radio. I was a, a regular caller of Buddy D's show. I haven't called WWL almost to the date. Uh, 
buddy passed away, I'm sure as you most people know, January 2005. Mm-hmm. And for 14 years, I haven't called WWL. But I had to, to voice two points. My second point I'm going to get to, I'm shocked that nobody in the local or national sports media has picked up on. Uh, but anyway, I just I want to start off with, you know, again, congratulating you. Uh, you bring professionalism. Appreciate it. You Thank you, Brad. A, uh, a sense of, you know, realism that, that you bring, common sense. Yeah, and i got to be honest. This is just Brad and Slidell talking, but I, I think you're the best on local sports talk radio, whatever my two cents. Well, no, that's, that's kind. I appreciate it, Brad. Thanks for listening. Well, um, you, you deserve it. Trust me. You, you, you deserve it. Two points I'd like to make, Seth. First of all, everybody's, you know, uh, the side judge, Gary Cavaletto, number 60. Yep. Yeah, he, From he, L.A., by the way, or L.A. area, I should say. Oh, yeah, yeah, Santa, Santa Barbara, you know, just, I believe, south of L.A. I've, I've been out there about 12 years ago, very nice area. But that would be like a ref from, you know, while you bring it up, a ref from Baton Rouge or Lafayette making that <laughs> same call against the right. Rams. Like and, what? And we say, oh, yeah, we, we say, oh, no problem, no, no bias there or anything. But we've all seen him do that. And then, you know, something I've never seen. And as a matter of fact, the irony of it is both in college and in pros, we've seen where refs come together on a, maybe a disputed call. We've seen flags picked up. We've also seen a head ref after discussion with refs drop a flag on the field and then make a call, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's, that's okay. absolutely true. And the point, the reason I'm bringing that up is because we all know, you know, the, the, uh, the waving off and the finger pointing that Cavaletto number 60 does to the, uh, the line judge, the other line judge, uh, who's coming down towards him, especially when he you know, points the finger at him the second time and emphatically, forcefully waves him off. Now, the irony, before you went to the commercial, you were talking about collusion and conspiracy and whatnot. Uh-huh, yep. And as we all know, you always need at least two people to do that, right? Uh, yeah, two and only uh, two people can make a conspiracy. Christian Garrick has liked to Correct. say that the last couple of days, yeah. <laughs> Correct. Did you read the transcripts of the head refs? from his press conference. I did. Bill Vinovich basically saying for anybody who doesn't know, he he didn't see the play. He wasn't looking there. Um, and, well, to Correct. be honest, he shouldn't be looking there. Um, Correct. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to prove that he lied. He not only lied once, if you read the transcripts, and I'm not in the, the – but I'm, I'm guessing it's two different reporters, he, he repeats that twice. He, you know, and again, I don't – It's a pool – it's one reporter. It's a pool, it's a pool reporter. It's one reporter in there, okay. but yeah. But but on two occasions, to two different questions, he states, I did not see the end of that play. Right? Uh, something to that effect. Yes, 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 Brad. Something to that effect. Yes. Okay. I've told this to friends, relatives, and everybody's calling me back. Man, you're right. You're right. I can't believe nobody's picked up on this. Go back and look at the film. Now, he's standing, you know, a little bit behind Breeze, but he's on that side of the film between Breeze and the sideline. You will clearly see, and, and you can actually, you know, I've even zoomed in on it. You will see both his face, his chest, his whole body turn and look at the end of that play way before the Rams defender hits Lewis. Hmm. I'll have to go. Um, I think I know the frame that you're talking about, Brad. I'll go back and watch it again. I don't have a problem doing that. I will say, uh, let me say this. I, I, I'm not saying you're wrong at all. I'll have to go watch it again, okay? I will say that I have had the utmost respect for Bill, uh, Bill Vinovich. I thought he's one of the best, if not the best, head official in the NFL remaining. 
a lot of the guys retiring the last couple of years. I've said that he was not supposed to make that call. He can't throw the flag from that play, uh, from that uh, where he's standing. If he did, uh, frankly, he'd be fired the next day because that's not where he's supposed to be looking. And it's not his fault. Like I, I don't want to blame this on Vinovich. You have two guys, three guys, you've got the back judge there, all capable of throwing a flag on that play, not Vinovich. But that said, I'll go take a look. We'll take a look. Thanks for the call, Brad. We'll take more of your calls at 504-260-1870, text line 870-870. Lots to talk about here on the last lap. All right, let's go right to the phone calls, uh, phone lines here and your calls because I want to get to as many of you as we can tonight and really all week, the next couple of weeks here on the last lap. Lots to talk about. You can vent your frustration. 504-260-1870. Here's Steve in Houston. Steve? Yeah, yeah I was just going to say uh, – I just want to talk briefly about the uh, the Patriots Chiefs game. There's a controversy going on with that one because on the on the uh, final drive and everything for the Patriots, uh, there was a roughing the passer that yep. was a phantom call. He hit him on the hand, and then if you see this, I couldn't believe it. I was watching it. The referee, the head referee, in the white hat walks up to Tom Brady and he says, "I've got your back. You know that." And then the very next play, he throws the flag. Andy Reid says that they were uh, they were flagged for uh, being in the neutral zone, but they're supposed to warn the Kansas City bench that this is happening. He threw the flag before the interception even happened, and then, lo and behold, they end up winning the game. Yeah, now, well, I, for, well, Steve, I'm I'm with you on the phantom pass interference. Excuse me, roughing the passer call there. Absolutely, that was atrocious. Just absolutely atrocious. Now, D. Ford himself, as far as lining up in the neutral zone, he said after the game he can't expect the officials to warn him every play. He took responsibility for that. So I'm not going to blame the officials for that. Phantom pass interference, uh, excuse me, roughing the passer calls, we've seen those before actually a lot this year. And because the game wouldn't have technically been over then, it's not the same scenario as you know this Saints game here. And this missed call here. But I get you, you know, it's bad officiating in that one, too. It's a crisis of officiating in the NFL. I've been saying this for years. I said it after the Dallas-Seattle playoff game, and nobody really wanted to take a second look at that. And I was saying, look at the atrocious officiating down the stretch of that game. Seven penalties all on Seattle in the final seven minutes of that game or so. Like, this is not what I want to watch. I don't want to watch. I didn't spend 11 months of the year to watch Walt Anderson throw a bunch of flags in the end, all benefiting, you know, a team the league wants to win. Let's be honest here. Tim Zimmer, what say you? Is it bad that college officiating right now is probably a lot better than NFL officiating as far as getting the play right? <laughs> because, you know, there's been some bad calls in, yeah. in the college football, but it just seems like college officiating today has gotten the call right on some cases. We, we haven't seen these kind of blunders. We just haven't. Probably the, the biggest – Missed calls were, I guess, high, most high-profile missed calls were in that Texas A&M LSU game. Lots of people scratching their head about that, no doubt. But the officiating in the in the college football playoff was good. I didn't hear anybody complain about that. In fact, I, I can't remember, and maybe you'd have to refresh me, refresh my memory if I'm wrong about this. I can't remember in the college football playoff history anybody really complaining about officiating. Am I wrong there? History, I'd say. I'm just saying correct, the the, yeah. the five years of the college football yeah, playoff. Yeah, I, I can't remember any storylines around the officiating. Unless you right. want to go back to Ohio State, Miami. But other than that, yeah. I mean, college championships have been pretty clean. Yeah. All right, back to the phone lines we go. Anthony in Hammond. What's up, Anthony? Hey, Seth. I appreciate you taking my call. Um, and I will say I do appreciate you trying to bring a calming voice to the situation. 
Um, I'm, I'm trying, also, Anthony. Sometimes I'm not very calm. <laughs> I'm trying. Uh, I mean, you're, you're trying to take it in the right direction, and yeah. I appreciate it. All right, thanks, man. Um, I guess my thing is, you know, the more I look at this, I think this whole referee situation, the call was bad, but I guess it's looking more and more like he was in a position to make that call. If he made that call the wrong way, then it benefited him. I mean, just in the fact, not just so much he lives in the L.A. area, but the fact that the L.A. fans were trying to get him thrown out because they say they never win when he makes when he when they, when they do the, the calls. Yeah, well, let, let me. Let, we got to have a a separation here because the petition was for Bill Vinovich and his normal crew. They were 0 for their last eight. Again, Bill Vinovich, and I'll say it here, and I'm going to stay on this. I think he's one of the better and maybe the best lead official in the league. He didn't have anything to do with that play. Like he's the white hat other than somebody saying a caller before. Maybe he was looking at the play when he shouldn't have been and, and didn't tell the truth in the post-game press conference. Again, I haven't watched the play. I don't know about that. Um, but that, that, that's separate because the guy that the petition was for, that's for the white hat, and this wasn't his normal crew. This is an all-star crew, which maybe is a whole another issue there. I don't know why they're breaking up crews that have been together all year long and forming new ones in the playoffs i think you just keep the crews together i know they used to do that and the officials themselves who said we would prefer that thanks for the call anthony let's go to andy in luling welcome to the show andy hi seth uh thanks for taking my call appreciate the time and first of all i want to thank the the new orleans saints the organization the players the fans at the superdome who made this a special year yeah, they did. It, 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 this certainly takes the shine off of it, Andy, but it was a a really special year. And I am glad Andy called and said that because that's the first person we had say that the last uh, uh, two nights on my show anyways. That deserves to be said. This was a very special year. We're going to remember the year for the way that it ended, which is really unfortunate, but really special year here. Record set, 13-3, and three, number one seed. Just the atmosphere in these playoff games was incredible. Really appreciate that call, Andy. Well said. All right, we'll take a break here. 504-260-1870. Keep trying to call if you're looking to get in here. We've got full phone lines, but we're taking your calls until 11 o'clock Central Time. It's another hour and 10 minutes. I'm Seth Dunlap. Tim Zimmer here is here, too, and this is the last lap on WWL. Back to your phone calls here, talking about the no call in NOLA and the fallout by the league since. Again, no official statement still from the NFL. I find that absurd, blasphemous. How can these cowards in the league offices not say anything about this call? It, it completely boggles my mind. I don't understand it. Oddly, I have been somebody who on occasion, not a lot, but on occasion has defended Roger Goodell down here. And probably one of the very few who's done that. But in this instance, no, no way. Get off your butt and say something about this. You're the $40 million face of the NFL. Give me a break with that. Let's go to Amanda in Homa. Amanda, thanks for holding on. Yeah, thank you very much for taking my phone call. Uh, I just I had a couple of things that I wanted to point out and say, you know, we just need to use our voices. Settlements and, you know, taking to court and all that is not going to do us any good. As the Who That Nation, we need to just use our voices 
and we need to concentrate on coming back next year stronger because doing all this is not going to do anything for us. It's not going to get the, get the game to be replayed in any kind of way. And if that does happen by any chance uh, or by some miracle, it does happen. Breeze is out with the injury. We're not going to be the same without Breeze. And if we go and lose, then the Rams are just going to say, see, we would have won it anyway. <laughs> so us making, you know, going and trying to file lawsuits and all that, it's not going to do us any good. No, absolutely, Amanda, 100% right. That's what I wrote today at WWL.com and my commentary to start off the show. You can file as many lawsuits and make as many. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.